Welcome to the Naked Songwriter Podcast. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. I mean, that goes back to those, you know, the ideas of, you know, you're a soul that you decided to embody yourself in a certain space and time. I'm going to give you a little preview of eclipse season. Talk a little bit about this morning's very early morning Gemini full moon and what that can illuminate for you. Freedom starts now. You deserve freedom. So, um, talk a little bit about the Gemini full moon. So, the Gemini full moon on 12 11 happened with the sun in 20 degrees Sagittarius, the moon in 20 degrees Gemini. The Chandra symbol for 20 degrees Sagittarius, where the sun is, is the changing of water into wine. Both the Omega and the Chandra symbol, John Sandback writes, are gifts. The gem, a gift from above, the wine, the gift of a miracle. Christ changed the water into wine at a marriage, so that the guests would have enough to drink. This degree generates nourishment for the purpose of bringing others together and providing them with rewarding and fulfilling experiences. This degree teaches, often without knowing it, that transforming the bland and common into vivid and wonderful experiences is something we all have the power to do. The degree for the moon, the 20th degree of Gemini, night in a museum, shadows seem to be moving in the paintings. Whatever you may think of as being dependable and unchanging, you'll eventually find you can't count on. Things are not what they seem. If you try to hold on to stability, sameness, and consistency, you will always lose the battle. You need to move with transformations as they occur, for this is the key to your personal growth. The truth at work here, Sandback writes, is that nothing is set in stone. All is capable of being reworked, reinterpreted. So um, definitely, you know, kind of consistent picture as usual. Not always, but um, as usual with uh, John Sandback symbols. Gemini full moon is, you know, positively brings increased communication, curiosity, we're researching, we're trying to find answers, we're sharing what we've learned, you know, it's definitely stimulating the mind. And I feel like this emphasis on, you know, it reminds me the, the emphasis on the miraculous with Christ changing water into wine. First of all, you know, it goes, um, it's not very aligned with what they teach at least in fundamentalist Christianity, the type that I grew up in, you know, they tried to convince us that the wine was really grape juice. Kind of like, okay, the guests at that wedding were just fiending for grape juice, right? Um, You know, Christ turned the water into into wine because um, I think it was a relative that was getting married and he had compassion for them because, you know, the wine had gone bad and all they had was water. And they wanted to have a party, you know, they wanted to have a good time. They wanted to have a good wedding. So there's this idea of we have these innate powers that can transform the banal, the common, the mundane into something wonderful, into something exciting, into something positive. And it reminds me of um, Jesus Christ's statement uh, towards the end of one of the gospels, I think that 
you know, the miracles that you see me doing, you'll do greater miracles than this. So I think this is a good time to pull out, uh, to kind of cash in that chip. Because if you look at what's going on in the world, it's time for a couple of pretty big miracles, maybe a little bigger than changing water into wine at a wedding. And um, there's a really strong emphasis in the full moon signature, which again leads us into eclipse season because the next major uh, lunation, the new moon on Christmas Boxing Day, depending on your time zone, the that's the the first eclipse of the two eclipses in, in the winter eclipse season. So, and we will talk about that. You know, but here we are, we're in the holiday season. Um, things have been crazy all year. They're, they're get, we, things always get ramped up, amped up when we've got the sun and any other planets together in Sagittarius. So right now we have the sun at about 21 or 20 degrees Sag and Mercury in the fifth degree of Sag. So sun and Mercury energy mind, you know, there's a lot of Sag going on. Um, and also a lot of Capricorn. So we've got Venus conjunct both Saturn and Pluto, which plays into the January 10th eclipse. Hold your horses, fasten your seatbelts, all that stuff. But whenever we have this strong Sag energy, you know, things tend to get really excitable and people can get really extreme in the expression of their emotions. It can feel like a lot of anxiety if you're an empath. You know, at least in the USA, and um, I think probably in several other places as well, there's a lot of um, just a huge amount of guilt, a huge amount of toxic shame, family of origin, shame and guilt, fear that gets triggered around the holidays. And make no mistake, that is not an accident. It's not something that just happened. It's part of the way um, the nature um, pagan holidays, you know, were co-opted first by the church and then by the, the matrix, the system of the world. So, you know, everything in that system that hasn't yet been transformed or regenerated is still focused on turning you into a user, an addict, and basically using your life energy to sustain um the parasitic entities that have infested the human race. So you may, you can think of them, you know, in physical form as the 1%. Those are the people that are really, really, really possessed. But all of this is set up, you know, there's no accident to it. And um, it's really easy to get kind of sucked into that collective angst at this time of year. So grounding, you know, really important. Nature, really important. Uh, spending time in nature, getting your feet on the ground. You know, if you're up north and um, you like winter sports, get out and snow ski or whatever people that like winter sports do. Um, I feel really lucky to be living in Miami Beach right now because I got to go for a long walk this afternoon and then go um, jump in the ocean. So that's really healing for me. You know, I feel really fortunate to be living a lifelong dream that another one of those dreams that I gave up on. Don't give up hope, man. It can still happen. If it can happen for me, it can most definitely happen for you. So we got the whole holiday fever, Sagittarius, you know, and there are two super massive black holes. Um, I think there are even, there are several more, but I don't really track all of them. But definitely the great attractor at 14 Sag and the galactic center or great central sun at 27 Sag. 
that exert a really powerful influence on us. And, and the planets sort of act as lenses or transformers for that energy. So whenever we have a planet um, like the sun, so seven days from now, that'll be the 18th, 19th of December. Whenever we have a planet that is aligned with the um, galactic center or the great attractor, it tends to really focus those beams of cosmic intelligence and, and just really high vibrational gamma ray. They're, they're both gamma ray transmitters, high vibrational cosmic energy into our earthly, earthly sphere here. So that's part of what's going on as well. Um, so we got all that, but at the same time, you know, on some level, consciously or unconsciously, we're starting to look towards the beginning of a new decade, right? And I mean, if we look back at everything that's happened since 2010, which was the the Pluto-Uranus square in uh, the cardinal signs, you know, and then we had 2012 and we had more Pluto-Uranus. Um, it's just been really kind of nonstop evolution since the beginning of the decade. And it seems to have been accelerating. Well, that trend's going to continue in the next decade. And I feel like this um, full moon being the last full moon before the start of eclipse season, uh, the last full moon of the decade, really has some interesting things for us to meditate on. You know, such as the idea that we do have the power to overcome the laws of 3d reality i.e change water into wine i.e change the world with our thoughts and our feelings and that there's this energy this emphasis on creativity and on imagination on imagining something different and then you know just having the confidence or the belief that we can actually create that Sometime right around that um, Capricorn solar eclipse on December 25th, 26th, I'm going to launch a new website. And I'm really excited about it. Um, I'd like to tell you more. But I'm trying to hold my horses and, and uh, be patient, you know, and just get the work done. But basically... I feel like I've been personally in limbo until this year, you know, when things just broke loose with a, with a Holy Fury. Um, felt like I was in this limbo period since about 2015 and had to go, had to learn some more lessons, had to do some more internal transformation. But it's so clear to me that we came here to recreate the world and that the time to do that is right now. And also that we can't do it in isolation. We really need support. We need a community. Um, you know, one of my great teachers in, in hypnosis, um, Stephen Gilligan, I remember him saying that a, a newborn baby comes into the world and it's so innocent and loving, you know, and forgiving. And in order for that, little human to become fully human to become fully itself the baby needs to be validated and accepted by the human community by the adults by the family around it and he said that's what none of us got none of us got that 
on an even a good enough level. Because if we had, we wouldn't have had to go through all of the suffering that we've gone through, all of the ego stuff. You know, and I don't know, um, maybe it's just impossible to be born into this world at this time without picking up some of that toxic shame, without falling under the, the spell of the matrix. But we still need that as adults. And I know so many really cool, um, beautiful people, like so many of my clients who don't really have friends that they can talk about the things that we're talking about right here, right now with, you know, or maybe they have one friend who lives in a different city or a different country or a couple people scattered around the world, but they don't have a regular community of people who can meet them, meet you where you are, right? And accept you for who you are. So I've been going through, I've talked about this, so I won't go into it in great detail, but a lot more kind of, um, you know, releasing of trauma from childhood, family of origin, uh, the work that we hope one day will be done, but it, it's always surprising how much of it there is. You know, and I, I think I talked about on the last podcast, just um, the way my family has sort of viewed what I do for a living, you know, doing astrology readings, writing about astrology for for the last 15 years. Never mind that I became globally successful at something that, you know, I mean, now astrology is like, boom, everybody's an astrologer. And I think it's really cool, you know, the the just rabid sort of interest in, in the stars. Um, but back when I started, it was a really weird thing to do, especially if you were from Detroit or Flint, Michigan. You know, I was living in Detroit uh, a lot of the, at the time. So, um, you know, luckily I had friends who were into astrology and who encouraged me and I had colleagues and, and a community of people that could hold space for me. But so many people are trying to live a spiritual life or, or, you know, live out, like, grow your creativity, you know, grow into being able to run your own business and, and or have your own practice where you can make money doing what you love. Or, you know, maybe you love your day job or you're cool with your day job, but you're trying to develop this other thing. And there's nobody that you can talk to about, you know, the fact that, a lot of our physical symptoms that we have are not signs that we have cancer or heart disease. They're signs that we're clearing some really old, um, you know, grief or heartbreak from the chest, you know, or where, um, you know, the, wherever the body part is that's, that's hurting that, you know, there's a, there's a spiritual reason for that. There's an energetic vibrational reason and everything is energetic vibrations, right? And so if we work at the level of the root cause, then we can heal anything. And if you don't have that in your life, you know, it's going to be really hard to make progress, especially as we go into the super hardcore astrology signature of 2020 in the next several years. So that's my motivation is, um, and you know, it's like, I've, I've kind of tried, uh, I have not kind of, I've tried this, um, over the last several years and, um, I, I have a lot of areas in my chart. I can be pretty impatient. And I think the timing clearly looking back wasn't right, but maybe it was, maybe I just needed to learn a few things about how to structure, um, a bigger group. So yeah, we need each other. And, you know, if you're, if you're a fan, if you 
like what you, you know, what you think about after you listen to one of these podcasts, if you like the way that, um, hanging out in this energy makes you feel then it's going to be, I mean, there's no reason everybody can afford this. And, um, so please, you know, be ready around Christmas, um, going into the new year, because I really see this as a global thing and, you know, it doesn't have to be this group either, but we need to come together. You know, those of us who are alien patterns, um, alien pattern people in our charts or just straight up alien star seeds, you know, we're the mutants, we're the evolutionary forerunners, outliers, we're the souls that came back here, not because we had to, because we owed a karmic debt, but because we came back wanting to be part of the solution, wanting to be part of this amazing transformation of the planet. You know, and it's like the the more, I mean, uh, neuroscientists are are kind of saying what the Buddhists and the, the indigenous shamans have said for centuries or millennia, you know, that there is no concrete reality. It's all something that somehow we hallucinate in the brain, you know, and we must be hallucinating the brain somehow from the spirit, right? But we can rewrite the code, you know, and this, the time is propitious for that. So I feel like there's a lot of energy in this Gemini full moon where it's like, use the, um, use the mind, use the emphasis on the mind that this full moon is setting up as an umbrella for the next couple of weeks to do your research, learn, you know, if you're, if you're still, um, if you're still on the fence about, you know, yeah, I, I think I can still make it. Um, in society, I just want to play the game. I don't want to get too far out there. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Cause you're fucked. I'm just, there's no two ways around it. Maybe you get lucky and you get another, another shot, but, um, you, that's the system is rigged so that none of us wins. Even, even the people who appear to win are going to pay the price with their health down the road. They're going to pay the price with their family, you know? And um, one of the things that we're setting up as a core philosophy, as a baseline operating principle of this group is that you can't win trying to succeed, you know, by society's rules, by the rules of your family. And so part of this is going to be support for all of those of us who want to live an authentic life and being seen and being validated that, Hey, you have the right, you have the divine right to live the way you want to live, you know, to do the things that you want to do. You don't have to play that game. And in fact, you playing that game is injurious to the other good souls in the world. You know, I mean, there are some people came here and their spiritual mission is to, you know, w climb the ladder in the corporate world and change things from the inside out. And, you know, you probably know who you are, but for most of us, if you're a healer, if you're an artist, um, you know, if you're a, a sort of evolutionary progressive soul, you didn't come here to do that and you don't have to do that. And you didn't come here to please your family or to, to make them, you know, like you or approve of you. Because probably that's not going to happen that, you know, a lot of people are just set on staying in 3D and um, I don't know where they're going to go, but they're not going to be here much longer the way things look. And, and even if they are, you know, it's um, we can't 
people have to save themselves. They have to do the work. They have to let go of all the stuff that they have to let go of. And if they're unwilling to do that and unwilling to budge by this point, you know, then, I mean, we kind of have to let them go and realize, hey, man, it, it, it all ends up good in the end. Nothing's lost, you know. So, you know, your mom might have to come back and do another 100 lifetimes, right? Or do the equivalent of that in some other dimension, some other galaxy. It's okay. She'll get where she needs to go in time. You know, she, nothing, is, nothing is lost that doesn't want to be lost. I want to talk to you about eclipse season, but first we're going to take a musical break brought to you by the sponsor of this week's podcast, The Singularity. have a lunar or a solar eclipse in Capricorn on December 25th uh, late or December 26th early pretty much depending on your time zone that eclipse is um, it's the sun moon and Jupiter conjunct in the fifth degree of Capricorn trine Uranus and Taurus in the early degrees of Taurus so Uranus the awakener you know, Uranus and Taurus, you could read that as the the new Earth, you know, this kind of uh, shocking uh, seismic shift from the old world to the new world. 
Also, uh, a signature for um, in the past for white supremacist groups and um, for uh, just a bunch of negative stuff. So let's not repeat that this time around. Uh, my sister was here this weekend, and we were talking about just the whole idea of the word supremacist, which is just a really weird word if you think about it. Because who else except white supremacists calls themselves supremacists? Supremacist. Supremacist. Anyway, that's a that's an old story, but... Um, Supreme, supreme being, supreme ruler, supreme supremacist. You know, it's like, so, wow, we really have this terrible self-image that we're going to have to inflate it to not even supreme, you know, but supremacist. Okay, I'm going to let that one go for now. So um, that's kind of the negative side of Uranus and Taurus. But if you think about this, we got a, a solar eclipse, new beginning. It's you know, only about four and a half degrees away from the Aries point. So from squaring the Aries point. So the Aries point brings in the collective reality. It's uh, definitely a signature for end of the old start of the new in a big way. And we may see some political interesting stuff happening here in the U S um, and around the world. But I think the, the, really cool thing about this eclipse is that it's conjunct Jupiter. So Jupiter's in his fall sign, which is a little bit, you know, not the best place for him to be necessarily, but also Jupiter and Saturn have been really um, getting along lately, especially since Saturn crossed the galactic center um, about three years, two, two years ago, 2017, um, early 2018, I think late 2017 sometime around then it, it's like Saturn really has this whole really cool vibe going and he's in his own sign of Capricorn so um I feel like that's grounding for that Jupiterian energy and it's a signature for really setting our intentions to um success deal successfully with material reality and that trying to Uranus and Taurus suggests that you know, nature herself, that Mother Earth herself and Mother Earth, the living organism who also wants to ascend, who does not want to be polluted and crippled and, you know, um, burned and blown up and all the choked, you know, with our, with pollution and stuff like that. So Mother Earth is on our side, you know, she's rooting for us to make it. So it really feels like that's a, that has the potential to be a really positive energy at the same time, it's an eclipse, and it's right on the Christmas holiday. Um, you know, so whatever holidays you celebrate, if you're with family, or as I found out at Thanksgiving, even if you're hundreds of miles away from family, um, you know, shield yourself, ground yourself, expect the worst from known offenders, and um, remember it's not your fault. They're just lashing out because they're feeling that, incredible pressure of the holiday season, the toxic shame coming up, you know, the guilt, the fear about what lies ahead. And, you know, for people who don't have any kind of creative spiritual practice, I mean, that's a bummer, man. It's a bummer for those of us who do, you know, it's like nobody likes to get attacked and have a bunch of um, other people's energy thrown at you. But 
you know, because it's an eclipse as well, um, eclipses just are these real flashpoints of emotion and energy. So, you know, just, just be aware. Um, and at the same time, I feel like this is really a strong opportunity and the solstice is good for this as well to consciously let go of old ways of relating to the world, you know, um, your belief in the, the validity of debt to the government, of debt to your family, of debt to the Student Loan Administration, of debt to any uh, commercial or otherwise entity that uh, basically tricked you into signing contracts you know, when you were in a position of need. So it's, it's the same with soul contracts, right? Contracts that we made in past lives or as children or, or even earlier as adults in this life, we only make those vows when we're under extreme pressure. You know, so it's the the story of the the soldier in the trenches who's like, oh, God, if you get me out of this alive, you know, I promise I'll go to church every Sunday. I'll never touch alcohol again. I'll whatever, whatever. You know, and a lot of those promises are just inherently unsustainable because for whatever reason, we are not psychologically capable of giving up whatever that thing is or of making ourselves go to church every Sunday. You know, it's like, what if you get sick? What if your car dies and you don't have time to call somebody and you miss church? Well, you just blew your big vow to God, right? So you're not, um, we can revoke all of those contracts. And um, my beloved, that's a lot of the work that she does with clients. Um, you know, and I, I highly encourage you to use the, the lead up to that uh, December 25th, 26th eclipse to use the solstice on the 21st to, um, if, if, you know, to get become aware of any of those contracts that you're still carrying around and really revoke those, burn those either ritually or in your imagination or both, because you don't want to be carrying that into 2020. So um, mostly positive, though, a chance to set our intentions to really align ourselves with the coming energy. And then as soon as we get into the, you know, the, I mean, we're in eclipse season by, you know, the 21st by the solstice. So it's all, you know, kind of, uh, just, try to survive and do the best we can and, you know, align ourselves as best we can. But as soon as we get into January, man, it's like we get the instant wampus like right off the bat. So we've got a lunar eclipse in cancer on um, January 10th. That's the second eclipse of this eclipse season. That's going to bring up more family stuff. It's going to illuminate more family of origin stuff. It's for the, in the USA, you know, it's going to really, on some level, raise the question of what is patriotism and, you know, what is loyalty? What loyalty does one owe to a government, to a flag, you know, to a, a political structure, a, a, an economic corporate cabal, you know, that has been sucking our energy since we were born? You know, since it created a, an entity with your name, if you have a birth certificate, a U.S. birth certificate, you know, you could look that up, uh, legal name fraud. And by the way, there's a big rabbit hole there. So, um, you know, you pr probably don't look that up, but take my word for it. You know, these, 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 again, it's all organized and it's been, 
it's become increasingly sophisticated over the last hundred years. But what do we, what allegiance do we owe to a group of people or a group of entities really that are poisoning the earth, that are, you know, killing children, that are raping children, that are sanctioning the trafficking of children to be sexually abused, you know, that are um, violently abusing the natural resources, the, the, you know, our four-legged brothers and sisters, our winged brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters in the sea, right? Um, The trees, the plants, the, the very environment that we need to sustain biological life um, as humans, what allegiance do we owe those people? Do we owe them any allegiance? Is our allegiance tantamount to the people in Germany in World War, you know, in the lead up to World War II that turned in their neighbors as, as Jews and got them sent to the camps, you know, or sent to the ovens? It's kind of nice because we can do all of ours by remote control. You know, we don't have to really even know our neighbors. We can just vote with our pocketbooks, vote with our energy, and tell ourselves we have no other choice. But I I really feel like some of those questions are going to come up big time at that eclipse in Cancer, um, which is, you know, aligned with with the United States Mercury. United States is is going into our, our Pluto return also um, in the next couple of years. So um, this eclipse is, is loosely conjunct the USA's Pluto. So two days after that, on January 12th, we have Saturn and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn for the first time in 500-some years. Now, they're conjunct about every 34 years in some place or another. But Capricorn, sign of world systems, you know, again, um, yeah, I've talked about it ad infinitum just about, but um, this period is much like the period of the American Revolution leading up to the French Revolution. It's also much like the period, um, the previous Pluto and Capricorn period, which was the Protestant Reformation and the spread of, you know, the printing press had just come out, uh, the spread of um, revolutionary ideas about what humans could do and, and, you know, having a direct relationship with God, like emancipating humanity from the grip of the Catholic church, at least in Europe. So, um, that's big news, you know, Saturn and Pluto, two of the heavy hitters, um, and Saturn authority rule structure, Pluto, the, the systematic destruction of Capricorn, the old society, so that it can be replaced with a better next-level society, which I would argue happened in both of the previous Pluto and Capricorn eras. Um, You know, even for people who were not in the United States of America during the um, War of Independence here, Declaration of Independence and the first U.S. governments, there was this spread of really radical revolutionary ideas about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness being divine rights about, you know, it not being okay for a, um, oligarchy or a monarchy to systematically oppress the people and, um, suck all of their resources and use them to, you know, for their own pleasure. Right. 
Well, here we are. We've kind of ended up back in the same place, you know, the, the eternal return. But in the meantime, millions, hundreds of millions of people around the world have enjoyed a greater freedom than, um, you know, was imaginable before. And I think, you know, by many standards, I mean, we've, our, our lifespan is so much longer. Our health is so much better. Uh, our opportunities for happiness and self-expression are so much better. So this is the next time around the wheel and the, the same radical, you know, network of progressive ideas and of, Hey, let's change this, you know, let's change the world is, is happening. And Saturn and Pluto, you know, Pluto as the, the death and rebirth of the old Saturn as the, who's the authority, you know, what needs to happen in order to structure this. So we're really getting clued into that. And that could be a pretty dire kind of chilling, at least psychologically period. Um, but it's also going to show us, you know, what our work is. And, and I feel like, you know, again, we want to go into that really committed to, I'm going to follow my muse. I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to follow my bliss. And I'm not going to try to do it in isolation because that's going to be, it's just going to be unsustainable. We'll talk more about the upcoming eclipses right in the shadow of the December 25th eclipse on the next podcast. And um, until then, take her easy, dude. You know, don't let the bastards rattle you too much. Time to revoke those old contracts. Creativity, art, authentic self-expression, sustainability, creating a sustainable world where everybody has access to the resources on a fair level, where everybody is encouraged and has the opportunity to express themselves as the artists that they are. That's what we're moving towards. It starts with us. We're modeling it for those who come after and for those who are a little bit slower on the uptake. So um, just some good things for you to meditate on going into the holidays. Days, D-A-Z-E, right? All right, until next time, this is Astrologer. Community rabble rouser. Global creative activist. Holy fool, shenanigan master, your old buddy, DK, saying, may you go with the stars. Freedom starts now. You deserve freedom. 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 Freedom starts now. You deserve. Yourself in a certain space and time, time, space and time, you know.